Welcome to the Drivable Podcast, where we discuss all things about driving and safer community transport for people with disabilities and medical conditions. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on our socials, driveable underscore podcast. We're all over every single channel and we have heaps of content and interviews now online. So if you enjoy this episode, make sure you go back and listen to some of our older episodes. There's heaps of gold there, great stories, great lessons. Um, and great little anecdotes for you to listen to and learn from. So yeah, get out there and listen to it. Yeah, uh, g'day Ellie. Uh, this one today is gonna be another awesome episode. Um, the amount of excitement that came from this video that went out on our social pages was just huge. So today we're interviewing Taisha. Uh, Ty has a condition that impacts on her, all, all four of her limbs really but it really impacts on her arms and prevents her from using her hands on the steering wheel in the normal fashion. So Ty is on the journey of gaining her license. She actually hasn't got her license yet. So we're gonna go through with her those first stages and we'll probably check in with Ty at different times during her process. So this is an exciting one to understand the nitty gritties about the actual starting process when you've got a unique disability um, and learn about what she's been through to get to the point that she's at at the moment. So um, as she progresses, we'll probably get her back on and learn about the next stage. So oh, Ali, you ready for this one? I'm, I'm really excited. This should be really yeah, exciting. Yeah. yeah, actually, this will be really good, especially if you're a therapist from the industry, you probably want to pay close attention because it's, um, I guess this is a new, a new job, if you'd like, uh, a, a start of something with somebody. So we can really get right into it and understand what's going on, so. Yeah, should we invite her on? Let's get her on. Let's get her on. Driving is something many take for granted, but when someone has altered ability, then driving or getting out and about in your own car can be challenging. Driving with a disability doesn't mean you have to drive an old clapped out car with farm-like machinery, and relying on a wheelchair doesn't mean waiting for hours and then being in the back of a maxi access cab, getting car sick. The Drivable Podcast is designed to introduce and explore driving aids for people with disabilities, vehicle modifications, the NDIS, research, medical guidelines, driving techniques, and much, much more. The Drivable Podcast is to help you be informed and be in control of your own independence so you can experience freedom through driving safely and reliably. I'm Ali, and with me is Brad, and together we have over 30 years of experience in disability and driving. Enough of the intros, let's get into it. Okay, in this episode, everybody, we are talking to Taisha. Ty, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Ty, the first question we ask all of the people that we interview is to interview, uh, is, to interview is to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your disability so people understand where we're coming from. Um, I'm Ty, I'm 16 and I have arthrogryposis, which just means that some of my muscles don't form properly in my body. Mm -hmm. So for me, my arms don't work. So the arms don't work and does it impact on, so the, the muscles in your arms basically aren't functioning at all? They're just not there, there's none. There's yeah. none in there, yeah. And what about the legs? So the legs as well, they're affected a little bit as well? Yeah, um, I had lump, uh, clumped over feet when I was born. So that means um, 
like kind of like ballerina feet when they're dancing and I had to get a surgery to fix my feet. You've had a you've had a couple of surgeries, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you've been through a fair bit in regards. Has it all been since you were born, or did you have like an accident or something? How how, how, how has it? How um, since I was born, yeah. 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 And so you're so you're 16, and um, how have you got to the point of seriously considering driving? How how's it got to this point? I mean. I don't, I, we want to know what went through your head. You, you said that the muscles haven't formed in your arms and your arms basically don't work. There's a thing called a steering wheel in a car. Yeah. How have it got to the point that you wanted to give driving a go? Where, how did you, how did you get this to this point? Um, well, I've always thought about driving because everyone around me drives and it's, you know, pretty cool. And my parents just told me that if I wanted to, I can. Like, you can do anything if you put your mind to it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you think you were going to drive? I thought maybe like a little steering wheel down the bottom, which is sort of what I've ended up with, but not really. A bit a little, bit di- little bit different, isn't it? It's a, yeah. It's a, I know Ty. I, I've, I've met Ty and I've seen her drive. Um, can you explain the process that you've been through up until this point? Because you actually haven't you've you actually haven't got to the end point yet. You've got to a point where you're part way through. What process have you been through so far? Um, I went through the process of trying to find someone to actually be able to make this happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened, and then we've had to go through, you know. Um, What's it called? Like, like a fitting or something to see if I can do it and see if it is possible. Yeah. I'm trying it out, basically. Yeah, just yeah. to see if my legs will bend farther, like far enough. Yeah. So you've been through uh, the assessment process to start off with with an occupational therapist, and you. What was that feeling like, that first time that you sat down with an OT to try and explore what what might have been out there? Um, it was a little bit scary because I didn't know what was going to happen, but all good news at the end, I could do it. There was a bit of complications, but we worked through them, and yeah. And so you, that- you're saying that you... Sorry, Brad. Uh, you're yeah, saying man. that you had this since um, you were born, basically. So at, do you have siblings? Like yeah, one, I do. How many? Um, there's five of us, so four. And and are you the only one with a um any kind of condition? Yeah. And how do, are you? Like what? I what's the um? Where do you fit in? Oldest, youngest, middle? I'm the oldest. Oldest. Okay. Yeah. Um. So how are your like siblings with you and and all of that stuff? Is they supportive? Is it a good good environment there? Yeah, they're good. They help me out a lot. Um, they inspire me to do best. I like inspiring them to do as much as they can. And you were saying that you're 16, so you're obviously sort of in the very, as Brad was saying, the early stages of driving. Um, when when did you, like, um, think about being, like, when you said consider driving, like, 
Is it because other people in your school have been driving? Um, you said like other people and, and like, was it when you were 15 or were you like 10 or 12 or when was it when you thought, you know, I wouldn't mind driving or was it just because other people in school are starting to do it now? Uh, yeah, I think it was more other people in my school were getting their learners and stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And you go, you go to like just an everyday school, not like a special school or something? Yeah, everyday school. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, would you say that being in that environment around um, those people like that are more able-bodied that are doing these things is encouraging you to give it a go, you reckon? Yeah. Well, I like prove them wrong. They all tell me I can't do it, so. I see you got a bit of that attitude as well. Yeah. Yeah. Show them I can do it. It's good. I mean, that 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 chip sometimes, um, I've got a little bit of that sometimes because when I was in school, I had some people told me that I couldn't do things and then that kind of um, it, that that little thing can give you a good drive you know to, to yeah it can. <laughs> so how does it feel like now with your friends does um, it feel yeah. a- they didn't think I could do it and I'm like well I can I'll show you some videos and they're like oh my god that's really yeah. cool yep and they yeah. show and you showed them videos of you driving yeah I did are you, ha- are you happy if we share the videos um, with this podcast as well to show other people how you're actually driving? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's like I said uh, in the introduction, your videos of, of you getting out and about created quite a lot of interest. Um, and I don't know if you know this or not, but um, because of those videos, you're inspiring other people. Um, so we thank you for being open and sharing like this because what it can do is really highlight what's out there for other people uh, because other people sometimes don't have the awareness so it's really good so do you have your learner's license yeah i do and and in south australia you're in south australia yes yeah in south australia is the learner's license so the reason why i'm asking this is in new south wales a learner's license is just a knowledge test. So you basically just do a test on a computer and then you get your learner's license. Is that the same in South Australia? Yeah, we did ours on paper though. Yep. And so did you do that before you even did any trying of anything, uh, yeah. any cars? So you went and got that first? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Then after you got that, um, like when you went and got that, did you have any ideas of like what kind of products or anything like that? Or you first were like, I'm going to get this and then you know, start looking at out, out and about. How was the process? Yeah, I was more, let's pass my test and then see if okay. I can do it. So you're currently on your L's and does that mean that um, you basically have to do X number of hours or whatever it is before you can get your P's? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I think it's a little bit different to New South Wales. In South Australia, we've got less hours to do um, and we don't have the same process of when you're with a driving instructor it counts for more Um, it's just a straight out number um, of how many hours you have to do Um, ties in a bit of a different situation because ty you're not in adelaide itself either are you no you're you're a little bit further away um, than adelaide about six hours (laughs) north is that about right yeah yeah long time away yeah where about you uh roxby downs Okay, cool. Yeah. Right in the middle of South Australia, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is it is it not very busy? Then does it make it <coughs> excuse me make it easier to drive? 
around? Oh, well, I can't drive up here because I don't have a van, so. Oh, yeah, you just drive. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Ty, you had to come down to Adelaide to do the assessment process. What was it like that first time that you jumped in the car um, doing that in Adelaide where it's completely different? How many people are in Roxby, first of all? Uh, I think total we have 4,000. <laughs> yep, 4,000. And then you come to Adelaide and we've got close to 2 million. Yeah. Um, what, what, was, what did you think it was going to be like driving in, Ad in Adelaide for the first time? Um, scary. It was really scary. But it kind of like just went out my, I didn't think about it. Yep. I just focused on driving so I didn't crash. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah, that's a good thing not to crash. Um, talk through that actual practical driving assessment. What steps did you go through? And what, yeah, where, where have we got up to so far? Um, so we first did the joystick version of the steering and the go and brake. Um, that was a bit harder. And then we changed it to just steering with my foot and doing the pedals as normal. And yeah, that was easier. So that joystick one, which is actually pretty exciting and pretty new to Australia, um, what it is is it's like a power wheelchair, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally a joystick like a power wheelchair. Yeah, it is. But it's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's opposite. So going back is going forward and going forward is break. Yeah. Yeah. So, bit... Yeah, go so in your wheelchair, it's the opposite to that. And so the other thing like is a hand control. It is. Yep. Yeah. Pushing forward is for braking. Yep. Yeah. And pulling back is for accelerating. But unlike your wheelchair, when you let go of your uh, controller, your wheelchair basically comes to a stop, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kept going. And um, I kept doing it because I was expecting it to stop and it just wouldn't stop. I was like, mm -hmm. Because when you pull back yeah. on your wheelchair, it goes into reverse, doesn't it? Uh, when I lift my foot off, it just immediately stops. Like yeah, and, pulling, and yeah. pulling back goes into reverse. So it is. It, it takes a little bit of a different mindset, doesn't it, to, to figure it all out? Yeah, it's very um, confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to have any um, special permission um, in the learner stage to be doing these trials? Like the, we've spoken about the licensing restrictions um, in this podcast about people that have got full licenses. Um, but what about as a learner? Like, what, 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 was there any issues around getting the learner's license? Um, I needed a certificate, I think it was, from an OT to say I could drive. And I had to go to my um, doctor as well to get him to sign it. Okay. So he could say I was fully able to drive. And now then you got that and now you've been basically trying all these, these things. Was there any other... Um, hurdles in terms of um the licensing other than that um i don't think so i did have to get my eyes checked as well just in case yeah i just had to get lots of checkups really so that letter from the ot was that the same ot that um you've been using along the way or was it just an initial ot was it different that was the same ot i've been using yeah. that okay. way um, and then with that respect, in terms of, um, I guess, trying different products and so on, um, have you found any hurdles around that and access to the products, especially being where you are? Um, mm, sort of, yeah. Well, there's nothing in Roxby, so everything is in Adelaide, so you have to go there a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
So and, means that you're, well, how, when did you get your um, learner's license? Uh, around my birthday, I think August last year. And what's the plan for um, going to that next stage? What do you reckon in terms of timeline? Um, I have to get a car first and then it has to go through all the modifications and we have to just check up on everything that we don't have answers for yet and see if we can find ways to do it. Okay. And then, yeah, I can start driving. So with the, with the car, well, I guess before we go to the car, um, based on these trials that you guys have been talking about, have you come up, <coughs> excuse me, um, have you come up with a bit of an idea of what you're going to get? Uh, I think I have to get a Volkswagen so I'm able to drive into the car, into the driver's seat for my chair. But you already know that you already have decided the products, basically. So you've yeah. done the assessment on the products, you're happy with the products, and now you basically the next step is getting a car. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So how, how, are, we, how are we going about getting a car? Uh, how does that work for you guys? Ty, you're, you're 16, yeah? So yeah. what? And you need to get a fairly expensive car yeah. yeah that car is going to probably cost you even pre um modifications 40 to 60 grand right yeah it's really expensive yeah how does that look for you as a 16 year old who's still at school oh it's yeah i'm a bit stressed about it mum says she's going to try and help but i think it's going to take a little while to save up for it to be honest yeah, yeah. do you work yeah i do yeah. what do you do I work in the library. I'm a um, duty assistant. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I just want to go back a little bit because I want to ask this question. What was the conversation like with your doctor when you went to get the medical certificate completed? Um, he well, he um, told me, he's like, I know you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. So he wrote in there, I can do it. And he just looked at me and he's like, good job. Fantastic. Because it sounds like you've had some good positivity along the way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, we know some other doctors that wouldn't have that same positivity. They, you know, um, I was up seeing um, somebody last week and the doctor was saying, no, I just, I just can't sign this off. What would happen to my indemnity if uh, you had an accident? And she said mm -hmm. she wouldn't be able to live with it. So um, there, there's different, there's different opinions out there. That's for sure. And, and uh, it's really good that you've had a doctor that's, that's open-minded. Yeah. Did you have any, any challenges along the way in terms of people that were not helpful or um, departments or like what, what were the issues you've had, you can think of? Um, none that I can really think of. I guess it's more of the negative energy from people who I'm either close to or that in the environment, like in my town. Yeah. Some people don't think I can do it. And yeah, but I've overcome that and my parents and family have stuck by me. Yeah, that's a, that's a strong theme there as well. So it, actually, I want to understand a little bit more about the smaller town concept, I guess, because um, being in a smaller town, does everyone basically know everybody in that town? Yeah. And then um, are there many other disabled people in that town? And, and like, what does it feel like to be like a disabled person in that town? Uh, well, I'm the only disabled teenager in this yeah. town, so everyone knows who I am. Yeah. Um, people I don't even know know who I am. So, yeah. And, and how does that feel sometimes? Is it good, bad, indifferent? Um, it's bad because I don't really have anyone to relate to and everyone's able-bodied here and 
I mean, I guess I'm just by myself, sort of. Yeah, so it can feel a bit isolating sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you connect pe- with other people on socials then? Um, no, I know one more person in Sydney. Um, we talk to each other a little bit, and she's actually wants to do this as well, get her license. I've inspired her to do that too. You've inspired oh, her good. as well. Yeah, we have the same condition. Yeah. Yeah, but she can use her arms. Okay, but not her legs, is it? Or is it yeah. something you, yeah, right Okay. Um, well, can I can I just break it down for people a little bit more? Um, I like I said, I I know Ty, and Ty uses um, a power wheelchair because of the the function in her legs to be able to. You need that to walk those longer distances. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we actually needed to consider um, getting that wheelchair into the van as well. How are you going to? How are you going to do that? Are you going to um, climb into the driver's seat, or are you going to do it in a different way, Ty? Um, we have a ramp coming out the side that I'm going to press buttons for on my wheelchair, mm-hmm. and it comes down. I drive in, and then I drive in to the driver's seat, and it locks my chair in for me. Yep. So I can do it myself. Into a docking. So that, is that? Is that the vehicle is going to have a lowered floor? Yeah. Do you know who's like um, who would be doing that conversion? Um, I'm not too sure yet. Yeah, it's right in the early stages, isn't it, Ty? It's all still in the assessment process stage. Uh, we're certainly um, going through figuring out who the best suppliers are and applying to NDIS. Uh, we've still got to get NDIS to say yes to these type of uh, modifications as well, don't we? Yeah, so you're still right in the middle of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Um, and so what's the, what are your kind of ideas or ambitions around um, driving? Um, like what, what do you see yourself uh, doing or how do you see your life pl- playing out being a driver? Um, I reckon I can do it. I reckon I'll be able to drive down to Roxy when I move to see my parents and stuff. Um, drive my friends around you know so when you say where you when you move are you planning to move somewhere yeah i really want to live in adelaide for university okay yeah oh, so you're you're thinking that if you have a car you can get to adelaide get back to roxby you can um, basically have a bit more independence yeah so. and drive around town in adelaide as well yeah okay yep and, and what do you, what's your um work ambitions ty my work ambitions what do you want to be when you when you grow up? In in other words, I want to be a lawyer. You want to be a lawyer? Oh, wow. Yeah. Good stuff. That's yeah, really I, cool. I mean, I I was actually telling my wife the other day. I um, weirdly enough, I've been thinking about it in the last year or so, and I actually wouldn't mind being a lawyer myself. Actually, so. <laughs> might, might might see you in the uh, university. You know, you never know. Yeah, you might <laughs> university of Adelaide. I'll be there. I've been I've been thinking about it. It's only because I've had a lawyer for the last year on a legal case, and and I'm like, man, these guys suck. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> I could be so much better than them. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Well, lawyer is cool. I like yeah. That. Well, both of you, uh, we've got an interview coming up in the next couple of episodes with Nat Wade, who's the head lawyer of uh, Equity Lawyers. So um, you'll have to tune into that episode, and um, she's she's somebody with a 
a significant disability and has started her own law firm. So uh, we're super excited to have a chat with her in the next couple of episodes. So um, you have to tune into that one, Ty. Yeah, well. And Ellie, you might have to tune in too, mate. Definitely. Um, just to clarify then, uh, where are you at in the NDIS process? So you've applied, um, they've accepted your condition, is that right? Um, I actually don't know any of these um, NDI questions because my mum does it all. Oh, really? Yeah. I still haven't got to the doing my own NDIS yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all right. As long as you, um, you're, you're going through that process, that's all that matters. So. Yeah. Uh, we've, we understand that uh, mums are, are hugely important or parents are hugely important as we've come to do this podcast. Um, mums are, are extremely supportive and uh, do a lot for for the people that we interview um and and your mum's no different she's uh helping you out a fair bit in regards to your ndis plan driving you up and back to adelaide um what was it like when she saw you drive how how did she react um i think she was a bit scared to start off with but she got the hang of it she um she said it was really good and she was proud of me and she got really excited like, yeah. Excited. Do you think? Do you think that maybe she was a little bit apprehensive to start off with? That maybe, maybe there wasn't a solution. But then when she actually saw you do it, maybe that changed. Um. No, I think she's always known that I could do it. She just didn't know how it was going to work and what I would need and how much it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's what we're going to do. Like I said, is we're going to post the videos of of you driving um in that first initial assessment process so people can see what it was like um to be actually uh, go out and about and we have to do a shout out to the total ability crew uh the total ability crew have the modified vans um you know we don't in south australia here in adelaide we don't have anybody doing that high-end controls or don't have that stuff available. Um, it's mainly in Sydney and, and Melbourne that these things are available. So a massive shout out to the Total Ability, a total ability crew for coming over and, and being available to do assessments here in Adelaide. Um, otherwise, Ty, it was uh, packing you up on a plane and, and traveling to Sydney and uh, with the year that we've had so far, um, that may have been quite difficult with coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to Nick's um, interview from a little while ago, Nick Tiago, yep. he went through this process a few years ago before that total ability van was floating around. So he had to fly through Sydney and he had such a bloody, um, you know, muck around, then down to Victoria and up to, you know, all over the place. So um, at least you don't have to do that. It's a pretty good, pretty good uh, thing. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the process now for you, Ty, is that we need to figure out um, some little bits and pieces about that wheelchair and getting it into the right place and, and figuring those bits out. Uh, but then we have to apply to NDIS to actually fund all of the bits and pieces you need. And that's going to involve the van, or not the, uh, not the funding of the van, but everything involved with inside the van, the lowering of the floor, the docking station for the wheelchair, the driving controls um, to be placed down where your feet are, 
um, which makes the steering wheel spin in front of you. The other thing that we might want to just talk about really quickly is um, when Ali and I drive, we use our hands to do secondary controls like indicator, horn, windscreen wipers, putting windows up and down, those type of things. How are you, how are you going to do that, Ty? That's all going to be um, voice activated. So I'll just say um, put windows, put driver's window down or turn left. Mm -hmm. And the indicator goes on for you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's like talking into a microphone. Exactly like that. Yep. And um, and what was it like when you when you got to play with this kind of technology? Um, it was fun, a bit tricky at first because I didn't really know my voice. It didn't really catch me. So when I was driving, it was loud because the van's loud. And then sometimes it just wouldn't turn on. And I was just turning without indicating on. But you got the hang of it in the end? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I've had a go of it before. And, and Australia's, we kind of mumble and slur our words a little bit. And... Um, and I think we need to be a little bit more prim and proper when we talk. And, uh, yeah. and it, it picks us up a little bit better. So you're going to have to work on your posh, posh accent. I'm going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, what are you most looking forward to next in the process? What's, what's the thing that's either, what's, yeah, what's the bit that's going to excite you next, do you think? Um, driving by myself, I guess getting my peas and being able to drive by myself and yeah, fully independent. Well, let, let's just touch base on that for a little bit. Um, most people when they're on their L's get to go in somebody else's car, don't they? To be able to learn how to drive, whether it's a parent's car or the driving instructor's car. Um, in your case, we're not, we can't do it that way, can we? No, I need my own car. So we need to outlay for everything with the hope that you're going to get those P's. Yeah? yeah. And, and get that independence. So it's a little bit of a different process and it's something that um, has to be proven to the NDIS that it's a worthwhile investment. And that's tricky when you've only done a couple of hours of driving. It is a little bit tricky. Yeah. How many hours have you done in total? Can you remember? Six, six hours, six hours. I've got to prove to the NDIS that it's worthwhile based on six hours. So um, the best thing about it is um, what the first, the first couple of hours, where was your first couple of hours conducted? In the Flinders car park. Flinders car park. <laughs> what, what, what stage did you get to? Uh, out on Marion Road during traffic hour as well. So for people that don't know Adelaide, that's probably one of the probably up there as one of the top five busiest roads in, in Adelaide. Yeah. And, uh, and you pulled out in peak hour traffic. I did. I didn't crash anything. No. I can't even drive in Sydney. <laughs> Don't push yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ty, it's been um, wonderful to chat with you. We'll, we'll probably get you on at a later stage, if you agree to it, to talk about the, the next stage in the process and where you're up to, especially that, that learner stage, actually being in the car and learning all the, the bits and pieces that you have to do. 
What do you, how do you think you'll go with a reverse parallel park? Well, I do enjoy doing them in my wheelchair, but I don't know. It might be a bit harder. It's a little bit bigger. Yeah, just bigger. a little bit. <laughs> the best you thing about the, it. Uh, you got the general gist of it, you know, so. Yeah, I know how to, like, maroon it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm super excited for you. I think you'll be able to uh, master it really quickly. Hey, um, we always finish finish an interview with uh, one final question. Now we know that you're not um, an active driver at the moment, but um, we always ask our um, interviewees this final question: What's one thing that you've done in in a car? You don't have to be the driver, but what's one thing that you've done in your car that might be a little bit unique or a little bit different? Um, probably as a passenger with mum and dad or something like that, that uh, is a little bit more unique to you that other people mightn't know about? Um, I'm not too sure, actually. Um, getting in and out of a car, we do that uniquely. How do you do yeah. that? Yeah, my dad lifts me in. He throws my legs in. Yeah. Throws me in. <laughs> <laughs> that's unique, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, that's actually what I was thinking. I was thinking you guys would have some pretty unique ways of probably having gotten got in the car and gotten in and out of the car with all the different family members as well. So, um, so you know, um, they, they're probably not as forgiving as your parents, your siblings. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> hey, Ty, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about the process that you've been through, is there a way that they could connect with you? Are you on, um, yeah, are you on I, socials? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. My email is yep. hackpoytayusha at gmail.com. Say that again. Um, hackpoytayusha at gmail.com. No worries. Well, we might put a link to that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And um, where can they, what's the best social page that they can maybe connect to you on as well? Um, probably Facebook because it's not as busy. And uh, we'll put the link to that on, on this um, page as well, if you're okay with all of that. And yeah, what we'll great. do is um, say thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on. I know that it's, um, it's early on in the, in the stages for you. So I, I understand that it can be a little bit difficult to uh, do an interview like this. So we thank you very much um, to take the time. Uh, especially seeing you're in school holidays and you probably could be doing something a little bit more exciting. But uh, thanks very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to understand what the next step is in, in the process. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much, Ty. Thank really you. All right. Cheers. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that's it for chatting with uh, Taisha. We thank her very much for coming on board and sharing her, her story. She was, she was a, um, very nervous and we thank her very much for coming on and chatting through the process that she's undertaken so far. Ali, what was your biggest takeaway from the, this part of her journey so far? Yeah, um, well, first off, I'll say thanks to Taisha as well. And I thought, um, yeah, she, she was a bit nervous, but I think she's got um, a lot of potential there for a girl being 16 and with all these big ideas and great attitudes. So um, so big ups to her and huge shout out. Um, big takeaway for me, um, one of the biggest ones, to be honest, was um, around, I mean, it's 
kind of is along the theme of what we talk about with this episode is about getting trials. Um, and it was around resources and having those resources out there for people to try. And, and the fact that, you know, we mentioned um, that Total Ability van, um, just having those resources in the industry being out there, to me, is was the biggest takeaway. Because I guess, as I mentioned in the interview, when I was thinking of her story compared to Nick Tiago's, who had to go for a similar kind of thing, I mean, excuse the French, but the shit he had to go through to just to just to get into a freaking car and sit in it, you know, um, flying across the country and all that, just to even just to sit in it, you know what I mean? Like it's just um, so to me, that that resource um, being around the country is is a huge step forward in getting access for independence. Um, so that that was a huge takeaway for me. I thought it was really um, yeah, like big stark, I guess, difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with that that's it's certainly changed the way that i work as an ot for the for these high-end um assessments that are required and and it's not here all the time um in south australia uh, it's maybe a little bit more frequently available in new south wales where you are but um it does come well when COVID's not a problem uh it does come to south australia probably two to three times a year i think the um yeah it's a three month break between um the the periods of when we can actually do it for uh taisha I, I believe but um it it's certainly made a, a massive difference to the logistics um you know getting on an airplane is not always that easy for people with disabilities um when they've got to consider wheelchairs and, and bits and pieces like that as well getting into a wheelchair that can go up and down the aisle as an example can be can be difficult when you've got a transfer from your power wheelchair when transfers are difficult so it that's just the logistics. a massive difference like, like what i'm getting yeah. at is is just even having like a therapist that would be willing to do that is probably unlikely you know what i mean like like my, this is sort of the the point that i'm trying to make is uh, it's it's a thing which we I harp on a lot about within this industry. People kind of get set in their ways, I guess, and with their preferred products or preferred conversions or whatever's easier because it's accessible. You know, I dare say that um, the majority of therapists, I mean, it may ruffle some feathers, but the majority of therapists that Taisha would have gone to, she probably would have ended up with like a wheelchair accessible vehicle and stuck in the back, you know, because that's just... You know what people say that's what you should do you know um because they know that's easy and they know that there's a lot of them around that you can try but that's not the best thing for that person um the best thing is having those resources and trying everything out to figure out what is the best thing you know um you know this this girl here perfect example is is confident driving with a joystick in a wheelchair so a lot of people would look at that and go oh yeah we'll just give you a joystick for a car and everything will be fine you know, um, and if you struggled with it, what they might do, or most likely to go, well, hey, just keep practicing and figuring it out, you know, make compromises. Um, but but I don't like that. I, like, I think the fact that you can try different things and so on, you know, um, she's ended up having to steer with the feet, which is cool. Yeah, it, it's, we had a shocking story the other day where somebody um, came to us who said, um, no, they're not going to do that assessment because uh, they're not confident that it's going to be approved. And uh, it's just so, so limiting in regards to the person's life. Uh, look, you, we've, we've got to try to, to get 
the best possible product to promote the most amount of independence wherever possible from from my yeah. point of view and uh, i if it doesn't get approved then then where we can try and answer the questions of why it doesn't get approved rather than just blatantly saying right at the start no i'm not going to do that because um well the thing the way that it came up is um the person has to reach a quota of how many things get approved uh at, at in their business and, and yeah. that's just not on that's just yeah, not yeah. on yeah we're starting to get that as as um it's unfortunate, uh, but as the NDIS becomes bigger and more corporatized, um, you're going to start seeing those kind of key performance figures and things like that um, and targets. But it's uh, it's not it's it's also not in the I um, I guess in the spirit of what NDIS is about. It's about choice and control of that end user. So yeah, yeah it's um you, what what like I mean, look, the best example is looking at all of our previous episodes and interviews. People have had the most amount of success where they have had that true choice and control. You know, like a highlight that comes straight to my head is, is D, right? And, and Leanne, one of the first interviews, they, they did fight for everything that they believed in and they fought, you know, nail and tooth and all of that. But as she said, they are, she was very confident they're giving back a lot more money into the community based on what they're taking. Um, just, just with all the stuff that they're doing. And she explained it all in that episode. And, um, and that, that's what it's about get success and then the products get used properly and the community gets access and and thrives just give prescribe something and it won't it won't get used like we see it every day as well yeah absolutely there's so many people that have products just sitting at home not being used um, because it was prescribed but maybe not prescribed appropriately uh to really meet their needs so yeah it it, it happens all the time and it's something that yeah um we, we want people we say it in every episode don't we go out and have a trial really yeah. really get to know stuff um and and have a real good play with the product so you know what you're getting yourself in for and and try to see what it's going to be like in your life is it going to work every day for you yeah and, and another another um sort of big takeaway i took from there which um, I was mentioning to you before, just before we started, is this podcast, as I said, is um, is really inspiring me as well, uh, and actually giving me a lot of inspiration, a lot of personal development. And and one thing which I really love seeing in our guests, um, especially in some of them, is that that real can-do attitude, that real I can do it. I, you know, no one can tell me what to do. Um, you know, I'm I'm the master of my own domain, and I I really love that. And and um, and Taisha was definitely very strong in that in that element, you know. And and it's really cool to see, especially for someone that's um, you know female in a small town, the only disabled teenager, all of those things. You know, it's pretty tough um, to be dealing with that. And and to have that can-do attitude amongst all of that adversity, um, that was awesome. That was really inspiring. Yeah stick it up them attitude yeah that, i think that's really australian as well uh yeah, that yeah. negative energy that she's getting from her friends saying that she won't be able to do it and she just wants to prove them wrong yeah yeah so i love that. that that was um that was pretty cool what about you brad any any other takeaways for yourself well um i have no doubt that she will become a lawyer and mm. she will serve the community really well um I've, I, she's got one of those attitudes where, of, you know, that we were just talking about and she, she will um, stick it up her friends to say, you know, oh, look, I can drive, 
I think she'll take that attitude into being a lawyer and and really fight for for people's uh, cases as well. And and like we said, um, it to her is that where we've got a interview with Natalie Wade uh, coming up from Equity Lawyers in the next couple of episodes, and uh, and then somebody else that will. I'm really looking forward to that interview as well. Um, that the total ability van is the the big thing for me. If you if you want to um, get in contact with Total Ability to find out how that van's used, you can check them out on their website. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes um, and go and go and have a look at some of the products that they've got available. But if you want to find out when the van's coming around Australia to maybe see you, they've actually got three vans now. Um, so there's a little bit more choice involved in that of when it when it's coming and, and what type of products are available coming to you. Um, so we'll put the link to their website in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well I'm finding that in general, all of the, um, the, the suppliers, are more products are out there on, on the market, more trial products. Um, and, and I guess the other thing I want to empower the community is um, if you want to try something out and it's not around where you are, demand it, ask for it, you know, um, and, and if a company is really that interested in your business, um, they'll make it happen. You know, that, that's the challenge. That's the challenge I give our team all the time is if, if we really are genuine about helping someone, um, we'll get out there and we'll get out there and make it happen, you know, in some way, shape or form. So, and I always uh, encourage the community out there, ask if you, if you, um, if you don't ask, you, you won't know, but, um, but yeah, just say, hey, I want to try this out. Can you bring it to me? Can you never know. It may not happen tomorrow, but, you know, in the next month or two or three or whatever, as, as Brad said, these cars do float around a lot more now. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, there's, we've mentioned in previous episodes, there's, there's a lot more on the market now um, in regards to NDIS. There's a lot more competition out there as well. So there's a lot more people out there um, wanting to, to please you uh, if you're a client, to try and um, get in front of you and to, to win your business, which means that, there's a little bit more competition out there. And I think in the long run, that means there's a, there's a benefit for you as the end user. Um, there's, there's more than one thing to try nowadays. All right, Sounds should good. we wind it up there? Let's wind it up. All right. As we say in every episode, everybody, if you have any queries about what you can do and what will work for you, get in touch with your local OT or mobility dealer and set yourself up with the trials. It's proven itself again. Trials really do put yourself uh, in the driver's seat. Until the next episode, Ellie, thanks very much and see you soon. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Drive Able podcast with Brad Williams and Ali Akbarian. If you like what you've heard, make sure you like, rate and subscribe. It really does make a massive difference. If you or anyone you know would like to share a story about driving with a disability, or you would like to get in contact, find the show notes, or find the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find us on Facebook. Just search at Drive Able Podcast for more information.